everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I'm going to tell you about a project I worked on this week that I was a bit surprised that, that practice would ask for this and even more surprised that there was some data to be found. So here's the question. Well, they sent me their standard fee schedule and they said, here's our standard fee schedule. Upload this into the data warehouse and I want you to compare the standard fee schedule to what we're billing. And I'm like, well, that's what you always bill, right? It's loaded in the system. You're always going to bill the standard fee amount. Why do you need to do that kind of thing? And it turned out that there were a whole bunch of exceptions where we hadn't billed the standard amount. And so we started looking through the data to try to figure out why. And it turns out that sometimes, well, um, Medicare required that this um, uh, bilateral procedures were built on one line, don't build with two units, built with 50 modifier. Okay, fine. So when they did that, they billed at a different... Uh, standard fee on the fee schedule than they would normally because of the bilateral issues. So we had to filter those modifier 50s out. They said, well, when we have an advanced practitioner assisted surgery, well, we build that at a different rate too. So filter those out. And so we had a couple of filters there in terms of provider specialty and modifier. And then we said, well, on some of our fee schedule changed after this date. So we'd gone back three years. We decided to only go back two years. And even with all those filters, we still found exceptions where the build charge was not what we expected it to be. And they're still drilling down on some of these to figure out why some things happened. There was one contract that they thought they had to build a different amount and then they thought it was changed and it wasn't. And you know, the risk with build charges is if you ever bill an amount less than the contract, those payers are going to pay the lower of those two numbers and you'll leave money on the table. And I've seen practices do that repeatedly. So the first lesson from today's podcast, if you will, is validate the assumption that you're always billing the standard fee and you're always billing off your fee schedule and nobody overrides anything. I think particularly if there's a, I don't want to call it a feature, but a an ability in your software, here we'll call it that, an ability in your software to override standard things and you can't lock that down, make sure that things that can be overridden, that shouldn't be overridden, aren't being overridden. And that's what they're doing with bill charges, is just to make sure that we're not leaving money on the table by inadvertently billing the wrong charge with some kind of misunderstanding or because something got set up wrong in the system. Second assumption you might challenge in the billing office is we're always paid consistently. That, you know what, two different patients that have, uh, that see the same provider with the same insurance plan, they get the same uh, CPT code, that are in the same contract year, everything else the same, the same, the same, ought to be paid the same. And it turns out that's not a very good assumption sometimes either. And again, sometimes it's modifiers. Sometimes, well, this had a 25 modifier, or this had a 50 modifier, or some of the pricing modifier. And that's why there's a difference. Sometimes you won't get paid the same amount because of things like a multiple procedure discount. And I get that. But I think as you narrow your way down and say, all right, these... We will filter out modifiers or codes that may be subject to multiple procedure discount or whatever. I have still seen practices that where that assumption is not true. We're always going to get paid the right amount off from the payers is not a, f- a fair assumption. And I think the idea is, can you find a way to quickly validate that? Maybe you dump all of your reimbursement amounts, all of your allowed amounts into a pivot table and say, all right, if I know the contracted amount for Blue Cross is $75 for this procedure, I want to see everything that's less than $75. And when we find those, then everything might mean show me the patient and the the encounter or the ticket or whatever so I can find uh, the visit, right? And then I want to know maybe the date of service and the modifiers and some other, maybe who the provider is or the location of service or whatever else may have 
change that reimbursement amount. Maybe we were, you know, in a different state or it was a, you know, a different location or whatever. But find a quick and dirty way to test that assumption because my experience is that it's not as solid as you think it is. Last assumption you might challenge and think about in the billing office. Everything that's written off is supposed to be written off. Well, that's, I mean, you know, those of you with a little experience in the industry are saying, oh, that's not true. And you might look at write-offs by the, maybe the type of code or maybe by who did the write-off or the dollar amount of the write-off and look and see what's going on with these write-offs and why are we writing stuff off? Are we writing stuff off because we're contractually required to or are we writing stuff off because it's we got behind on the appeals or it's too hard to appeal or it's too much of a hassle to appeal? We're writing stuff off because we took too long to file or because we didn't pre-authorize. Or I think I'd look hard at the, those write-offs and the assumption is, is that, you know, there's not every write-off is something that the owners and managers of the practice would approve of writing off. And so, again, grab the data, throw it in a pivot table. And I want to sort my adjustments by a whole bunch of different categories, especially if you have some good control over what codes are used for what kind of adjustments. And you get all the CO45 kind of codes that are saying, all right, these are the contractual write-offs and I've got those. Or here are other codes that I understand that I'm going to have to write off. I get that. Charges exceed fee schedule, that kind of stuff. But the discretionary write-offs, I think well, I'd, I'd take a hard look at. And things that you would think aren't discretionary, but somehow are discretionary. They shouldn't be written off, but they are. Get your arms around those codes by who wrote it off, by date of service, by when it was written off, by the dollar amount of the write-off, by the adjustment code. Look for patterns. Look for trends. Are there, I mean, if we're writing off $250 on this CPT code every time that we bill Cigna and you see $250, $250, $250, and $400, well, what's up with the $400? What's different about that? And I think sometimes just the process of reviewing can teach you about your billing system and can teach the folks that run your billing system that there's care and concern and supervision and oversight and all those good things. And even that level of concern, even if you don't find as much as you think you will, may help you in the long term as the billing office is more careful and cautious and does things that you want them to do around the fees they're charging or the consistency of the allowed amounts between payers or the appropriateness of the amounts that are being adjusted and written off. A couple assumptions you might want to challenge in your billing office. That's what we did this week for one practice. And I hope you find it helpful to do the same for yours. Thanks for joining me today.